Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez in the podcast room with Aaron Keller, and we also have our boating education coordinator, Aaron Meyer. Aaron, I feel like it's been a while since you've been on. It has been, at least at least a couple of years. Really? It feels like it. It's been a while since I've sat in between you two. Wow. That's crazy. I would have said one year, but we probably did them over Zoom last time, huh? We, mm-hmm. If we didn't do, do it over Zoom, I think you might have just spoken to uh, Captain Bowles. Yes, oh, maybe, that's yeah. probably what it was. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Perfect time of year to have you. We were saying it's officially the summer season. We just had Memorial Day weekend, so we got to bring you in to talk about safety out on the water. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this is this is the time of year when I lose whatever popularity I gained during the winter because I come on the air and tell you all the things I'd like you to do when you're out boating and then everybody never invites me to be on their boat. <laughs> hey, you actually got a press release out recently and I've seen it all over the news and it was really helpful information on getting your boat ready for the for the summer. Yeah, that so. messaging's <laughs> great because nobody's dying getting their boat ready for for the the, yeah. the season yeah it's it's just like if your car sat there for six months what 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 would you do you check the battery you top off all the fluids you you go over it you make sure that the thing works before you get in the middle of the lake and then have it break down like yeah that was a super popular press release and and i don't mind doing that messaging at all <laughs> well maybe we should get into that a little since it is memorial day what could people be doing right now um if they haven't already gone out yeah it's pretty pretty much what what i talked about is if if you've done everything correctly and you you stored the boat right, all all you need to do is check your cables, check all the wires, make sure nothing's frayed, uh, check nothing nested in your boat, because a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of times you Good know raccoon point. or whatnot decided to make a home in, in your boat. Uh, ch- top off all the fluids and and actually run run the engine for a little a little while because you know it's been sitting there forever, but you want to make sure that it's working before you go out and and the other thing that people forget about is the trailer's been sitting there too so you got to check the lights on your trailer check the check the tread on the on the trailer make sure everything's in working condition it should be it's just been sitting there but you know let's check it before we get out there good information to have do you have any crazy stories or heard of anything of um people finding something that's nested in their boat just (laughs) just what i talked about i've heard a couple people say that you know as they as they were cleaning it, they realized that um, either squirrels or raccoons or whatever had had made a nest. They weren't currently in the boat, but oh, they had, okay. but they had clearly made a house. And luckily, it was while they were cleaning before right. they went out. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine being <laughs> yeah. on the water and realizing there's a know. raccoon sitting next to me. I have seen a couple of people on the boat launch unable to get their boat started, so they're kind of like launching and it's in the way and. That's probably pretty yeah, awkward I for them. I couldn't <laughs> imagine. <laughs> just be turning it over and over and over and over, trying to get it going. and Have but big plants go out on the lake. And but yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, that it's, would suck. It's Memorial Day, and, and, and you've seen the weather this week. It's going to be sweet this weekend. So yeah, it's going to be a great boating season, and I know everybody's going to want to get out there because we've been all stuck inside again during the winter. So yeah, this, this is exactly when we come out and, and tell you all the things we'd like you to do just to be safe. And and I've realized because 
most people, your listeners probably don't know this, but you two have, have been friends of mine since I took this job. So you've heard me come on the air and sound like Dr. Death mm-hmm. every year where I say, if you don't wear a life jacket, you could die. If you drink and boat, you could die. If you don't take a boating education class, I'm starting to realize that I use the word death and die way too much. And so I've, I'm trying to soften it. And, and for me, that means I, I did the math, and I think we have a little over 47,000 boats in Nevada registered. But we have Tahoe, and we have Mead, and we have the Colorado River. So that's hundreds of thousands of other boats from other states. Right. And we get, I think, between six and eight deaths in Nevada, boating deaths, mm-hmm. a year. So odds are I'm wrong. But it's one of those things where I don't wear a if, – if I didn't wear a seatbelt when I drove my car, well, I haven't been in a car accident in 30 years. But I guarantee you if I get into one and I'm not wearing a seatbelt, I'm going to wish I was wearing that seatbelt. Right. And it'll be the same thing on the water. I don't care how long it's been since you've had any problems with your boat. If it happens, you're going to wish you were wearing a life jacket. You're going to wish you, you know, weren't drinking. So I'm trying to figure out what the nice way to say these things is. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, but you're also the one that gets called on weekends when something bad has happened. So. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is 98% of the time when I have to go and hear the story of how somebody drowned on one of our waters, they didn't do anything wrong. They, they just weren't wearing a life jacket or the person driving the boat hadn't taken a boating education class. It was just one little thing. And just something went wrong, and somebody wound up in the water, and they didn't survive. Like, it's not like, you know, like like you see on TV where they they run into a tree or they, you know, hit a rock. And, like, what I don't know what, what, the, what people are picturing, but it's always just something really random. That, that kid last year from the Bay Area, mm-hmm. super athletic kid, good swimmer, and all he was doing was moving from one side of the boat to the other when the boat hit someone else's um, wake. Right. And it ejected him from the boat. And then I don't know what happened when he hit the water, if he if he got um, jarred from the from the impact or right. or if it was cold water, but he didn't come back up. And so he, di- he didn't do anything wrong. He just wasn't wearing his life jacket. And legally, he wasn't required to wear his life jacket. That's the biggest problem is if you're if you're 12 and under, you have to have a life jacket on. But everybody above that, it's your choice. I think it should be to choose to wear the life jacket because I've seen too many of these. Had he worn a life jacket, had she worn a life jacket, she'd still be here. He'd right. still be here. So yeah, it's 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 rough because I happen to know that boating is a super fun way to spend the day. And, and but I don't get to come on here and talk about how fun it is to be boating. I think it's come on here and tell you that if you do these two or three things, your odds are drastically improved that you're g- coming home. I mean, it, like the, the, the boating education one is the biggest one. And I'm not going to throw out statistics because I usually throw out statistics. <laughs> so I'll just say it's vastly, your, your odds are vastly better that you're not going to get into an accident if you take a boating education class. It's, it's over 80%. It's most of the people that get in accidents are people who don't know what they're doing with the boat. Mm-hmm. And they're online. They're pretty easy to yeah, take, I, right? I pass them. Tell that should people, tell you how easy yeah. these things are. Tell people how they could find how to take if them. If you go to endow.org, there's I believe there's there's five, possibly six now courses available. So all different ranges of cost, including free. Uh, th- there's even the, the PDF of our, our hardcover book. So if you just want to sit there and read, which I don't know why you would want to do that. But if you do, 
we've got the PDF that you can just download and read it and take the test at the back and mail that in and we'll grade it and send you your card. Like, there's no excuse not to take the class. And I'm telling you, the things you learn in that class make all the difference. I, I just looked up some of the statistics today and it's the majority of the boating accidents are inattention. Because yeah. when you're... I've I've had friends where when I'm driving in their car, they keep looking at me when they're talking. Mm-hmm. And you keep saying, I, I can hear you even, the, you know, look, look straight ahead. You just keep driving. And yeah. on a boat, they do it all the time. They're and there's fl- so many cool things to look at on a boat. They're flying across the <laughs> lake and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. look at that, look at that. Yeah. And they're not looking right in front of them. Well, that's boating education. Had they taken the class, I guarantee you they would, they'd know that they sh- wh- where they should be looking and they'd have a lookout. Right. Usually the person next to you is also hopefully not drinking and the yeah. two of you are keeping an eye out. Like you're still having right. fun flying across the lake. But he's looking and you're looking and you're not going to hit anything. But it, the right. majority of accidents, according to the Coast Guard, are all inattention. Yeah. Do you guys have the, uh, do we have the interactive boating education course? Is that we one of the ones we offer? Some of the courses we have are, are in the like 20 to $30 range. Yeah. And they're so awesome. They're, because yeah, they're completely interactive where, like the, what I always remember is there's a section on if there's a fire on your boat. And so there's a literally an interactive fire extinguisher where you pull the pin and you point it at the fire and you're moving the, the fire extinguisher with with your mouse, obviously. But right. you're moving the you you put the fire out through this course and you you dock a boat interactively. Yeah. You, you everything is is, I mean it's it's a video game is what it is. But that I mean that, that's the one I took to pass the class because that's how my brain works. Yeah. But yeah, there's whatever style of class you're looking for. I guarantee you. We have it. There's even one that's offered that's kind of a Scooby-Doo mystery, mm-hmm. and it sounds it sounds goofy, but it was it was pretty fun. It was yeah. it was four teenagers learning how to boat, but the whole time they were doing it, boats were disappearing from a town, mm-hmm. and you were trying to figure out who was stealing the boats. And then this island was uh, was th- the people thought it was haunted. That sounds fun. I, I, I <laughs> You're convincing me to take a boating class. Yeah. Well, th- the funny thing is, is, is I didn't have to finish that course because I had already passed it. But every time I see the people who made that course at a conference or whatever, I beg them to tell me who was stealing the boats, <laughs> because I want I want to know who stole <laughs> the boats. <laughs> they won't tell me. They tell me I have to finish the class <laughs> in order to find out. So you've great. never found out. I I still don't know who was stealing the boats. <laughs> <laughs> Got to finish the class. Or if the island was haunted. It might have yeah. actually been haunted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, well, one thing we were saying is how busy the waters that were near. All the waters in Nevada. We have Tahoe, Lake Mead. So it's things you don't even think about. That's It will help you better navigate the waters. True. Um, when there's a lot of other people around. Not every time you go to the water is it going to be yeah, empty. Boat- and you taking a boating a boat. education <laughs> class is huge. I, I cannot yeah. put... That most of the people that get in accidents haven't taken the class. That's just, that's just how it works. Mm. Like I, I've joked with with Aaron before that if people took a boating education class and wore their life jacket, I'd have to get a different job because my job would not be necessary. Because yeah. most of the fatalities are a combination of those two things. Mm-hmm. You would get to focus on making boating fun for everyone. I would. I get, I get to do the fun <laughs> part. Promoting <podcast>. boating. <laughs> Yeah, you're, I think you brought up another good point that that the waters are very crowded this mm-hmm. time of year, and uh, so people should be on the lookout. And 
I know Just me. paying attention. You know? I kind of start to panic when I see a ton of other people around. Sometimes you picture boating and you're like, I'll just be outside in the outdoors on a lake on, by myself. But it's like, no, that's not how it is on especially holiday weekends. We're going to have Fourth of July at some point. We'll have Labor Day. That's the one, of, the one thing that I've noticed more than anything is that people, they don't realize that there's stopping and turning on the water is an entirely different world than what you're used to. So even if you see Ashley on her kayak at the last minute, you won't be able to stop. And Ashley's on a kayak. She's not going to be able to, you know, you know she what can't I mean? Move yeah. So, yeah. yeah, she's right. When there's that many people, you need to be aware of your surroundings. Yeah, and especially you need to be aware of the, the people on paddle boards and the, the kayakers because they can't, they're, 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 their option for getting out of the way is limited. Yeah. Exactly. Great point. What else? I'm trying to debate. Do we get into other stuff now or do we take our break? I think we're going to take our break because we have a lot more to get into, but we'll be right back after this quick break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today, we're joined by Aaron Meyer, our boating education coordinator. And we're talking about everything you need to know going into this boating season um, and before the break we were talking about just safety out on the water and we did leave off talking about beware of kayakers people on paddle boards all the paddle sports so Aaron what kind of information should we be getting out to the pe- now that we've talked to the boaters what should we tell paddle it, sport it's funny because a lot of my um, messaging is geared towards motorboats yeah but paddle sports have exploded and they're they're almost the same exact rules. I would say almost more because you technically legally have to have a life jacket on your kayak or on your paddleboard, but I can't see why you wouldn't be wearing it because you're never more you know you're seconds away from being in the water. You just don't know what's going to happen, and you're going to you're going to want to have that life jacket, especially if you're up at Tahoe. What is it's still fifty five, fifty six degrees. Cold water shocks a real deal, and so. I would just say if you're out, don't. Yeah, I know. I know you want to have that pretty selfie in your bathing suit on the stand-up paddleboard, but it's just as pretty if you're wearing a life jacket because you don't know if the if a wave's going to come by and knock you off or like. It, I just we've seen too many accidents where they they had the the life jacket on the the board or on the uh, kayak, but they do, they weren't wearing it, and so when they wound up in the water, it didn't do them any good. Yeah, I had a was at La Haunt this weekend. And uh, I had to pull a total Aaron Meyer move, though. Some people, kids, showed up next to us, and they unloaded a kayak and a paddleboard. You know, they were friends of friends, and they were like, oh, we're just going to go out and try it out. And they went out, and they were, you know, 10 feet off of the shore, but they none of them had uh, PFDs on at all. So none of them had life jackets on, not even on the board, not even on the kayak, and waved them over and said come on in come on in they're like what and oh you gotta put your life jacket on and they said oh we're just gonna go try it out real quick but it was so windy 
that I was like, there's no way if they get knocked off that thing, there's no way they're going to catch up to it. Yep. And that's what I think a lot of people don't think about before they do that is, yeah, you might be able to float around on your kayak or your paddleboard, but as soon as that thing gets out of your reach, then you're swimming for it. And that's where bad things happen, I think. That's exactly where bad things happen. Yeah. That's, it's, I always say it's funny, but it wasn't funny. But the, the most depressing version of that, that that I've had in my four years was we had somebody die, I believe, up at Tahoe. And he was on a paddleboard, and he had a life jacket on the board, and he'd used the leash for the paddleboard to strap it to his life jacket. So he didn't actually put the leash on himself and he didn't wear the life jacket. So both things that could have saved him were right there, but he didn't use either of them. And so the wind kicked up and he got separated from his board and everything that could have saved his life floated away. Yeah. Like why, why wouldn't you at least wear the leash? Yeah. maybe That's another thing is that leash, you know, instead of putting it on doing something. Are they worried about tan lines? I'm confused why you wouldn't put the leash on. Maybe I don't, maybe people don't know. But that's a, you know thinking through the whole process of like getting disconnected from your board is you know because you're right especially talk. especially at Mead but also at Tahoe one of the things that happens is you get separated from your kayak or your paddleboard or as you were just mentioning a, a pool toy right and you start to try and chase it down and in doing so you're never going to catch it the wind if the wind's got it you're not catching up to any of those things right. But you tire yourself out chasing that down when you should have been using your energy to try and to just, to to just st- or or just stay afloat and wait for help. Yeah. But the, everybody tires himself out and then drowns chasing their stuff. Right. And in, in the first half, we talked about no one's doing anything wrong, really. Um, I feel like that that guy you talked about on the paddleboard, he wasn't doing anything wrong, and it almost sounded like he did have everything he needed there. He just didn't put it on. So it's almost like people just don't know realize that and also s- people say they're a strong swimmer i've noticed Everybody's and that doesn't mean anything <laughs> well you and uh, it's funny because ashley's the one that spends the most time on tahoe in a kayak Wh- when you wind up in the water it is so cold like you just i don't care how strong of a swimmer you are michael phelps is not making that swim yeah it's freezing but it is freezing so if you get separated from your kayak and you're 100 200 feet offshore the odds are it's not going to end well if you're not wearing a life jacket. Yeah, I don't even claim to be a kayaker because I'm so paranoid while I'm out there. I'm like a little old lady. Like how you're the buzzkill of the boat. That's how I am <laughs> if you were to be kayaking with me because I'm so afraid after doing all these podcasts with you. So when I, so it's my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> it is. I still I've, have fun out there, but I just like go at my own pace. I'm in my life jacket while people are paddleboarding past me, taking their selfies. Yeah, so you, you've seen them. The water. <laughs> my 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 wife and kids now they can't stand it when a commercial comes on with somebody on a paddleboard or a kayak, because if they're not wearing a life jacket, I say it out loud. Like, come on, why isn't he wearing his life jacket? Yeah. And they're like, it's a commercial for Geico. Would you just move on? And I'm like, I'm come calling Geico. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. see if I can get them to, just because you can't hear those stories too many times before you're like, oh, just wear the life jacket. Yeah. yeah. But I'm now I'm back to being doom and gloom again. So yeah. let's be very clear, because Ashley wouldn't be out on Tahoe in a kayak if it wasn't fun. Being on a kayak in a stand-up paddleboard or a canoe or a motorboat or a raft, these mm-hmm. are so much fun. Oh, yeah. It's it the is best fun. way to spend your day. 
and then when you get back to the shore and you, you're kind of tired but you had just the best day like it's a really really good way to spend your weekend so i'm just saying there are things you could do that that take the the danger aspect out of it entirely or not entirely but drastically <laughs> and then you can just do that and they don't ruin the experience right I I just don't want to be on the news talking about you in the future. So yeah. it's all about me. Worst I'm part of your job. It really is the worst part of my job. Yeah. We're actually talking about this so that people can get out on right. the water and have fun. We want them to have fun. I want you to have fun, but I want you to come <laughs> back. Um, Another important thing I want to get into uh, before I forget, just because we did have Memorial Day, it was weird weather people weren't expecting it to be bad weather everyone wants to go out and have fun so should we talk a little bit about preparing and checking the weather before you head out yeah there's there's two things you should always do when you're heading out on a boating trip and one really important one is to check the weather report because as as Aaron can tell you as Ashley can tell you it could be really calm and then you get in the middle of a lake and the wind picks up and you're in all kinds of trouble and the wind comes in quick, like you're not getting to shore. So now you've got this really, especially for, you know, old lady Ashley, who's already worried. <laughs> when the waves start kicking up, that's a scary little r ride back to the shore. Uh, you always want to check the weather because like that last weekend, we were telling people not to go out on Friday on right. Tahoe or Pyramid because it was going to be two, three, four foot waves. You don't want to be in a pad on a paddleboard or a kayak in the middle of Tahoe when the waves kick up like that. So we always say make sure you check the weather report and and make that decision. You know, it doesn't have to be that day. Like you don't have to go out if it's going to be a little sketchy. And then the second one is you can you file a report. It, it's weird. It, it, you're not really filing a report. You fill out a, a form that tells someone who's not going on the trip where you plan on being, mm -hmm. what time you plan on going out what time you plan on being back in the general area you thought you were going to be in. Yeah. So that way, if something does happen and you don't come back when you're supposed to, somebody has that information and they'll check on you. You said you'd be back by two. They call you and you're not back. So they give it a little bit of time and then they start calling around and, and that's how you get help is make sure some, if you're, especially we don't ever want you going out by yourself, but if you do, having a report like that could save your life because otherwise you're out there struggling and nobody knows where you are. Mm-hmm. Good point. More fun. More fun. Trip planner. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's planning out the trip. The the weather thing is what happened to that um boat at Topaz a couple weeks ago. It was uh that just a wind kicked up at Topaz and it was a, a little aluminum boat and it capsized and put everybody in the water and, and the two adults didn't have weren't were not wearing life jackets and one of them wound up drowning. Mm. And that, that probably could have been averted had they checked the weather report and realized it was the wind was going to kick up in the afternoon. Yeah, get off the water. Yep. Hmm. That's the thing. The lakes look so calm one minute, and then they turn into an ocean. They look like an ocean <laughs> when it gets super windy out Yeah, there. afternoon winds in Nevada are not uncommon. Yeah. I mean, you can almost count on it. You know, Happening. Yeah. yeah. How was it out? Uh, you said you were at Lahontan. I was at Lahontan all weekend. Yeah, it was very windy. Windy, very yeah. Very windy all weekend. And any time the wind would stop or let down, um, there was boats all over. Mm -hmm. um, looked like a ton of fun. <laughs> a few jet skis. Not a lot of jet skis, but um, and the anybody that was trying to kayak would stayed pretty close to the shore. Um, but the fishing was great. My boys both have kayaks, and... 
they they go out and catch a bunch of fish so on the kayaks and yeah so they had a great time they love it out there nice so. yeah let's get into the fun stuff now we've lectured you wear your life jacket plan ahead um so now let's get into where could people go so we talked about you were at Lahontan. yeah Lahontan was good the water level was looked pretty good i i mean i've seen it at way lower i've seen it higher but it looked good like there's definitely some boating to be had out there for sure no, we're headed to Tahoe this weekend, so we'll, well be able to give a follow-up report. I was going to say we've had this conversation because if you're not, if you don't live in Nevada, you just assume it's one big desert. You don't realize that we have the Colorado River and Mead and Mojave and Lake Tahoe and Topaz and Lahontan, and we, we've got a lot of really cool places to go boating. But yeah, there's a desert in the middle, mm -hmm. but there, yeah, there's there's water here, people. Yeah, although that's what I was talking to you about. There's little less water down in the southern region right than we're used to in the past and so i i did look up the the boat launches especially at, at uh, lake mead and hemingway harbor still still open but literally every other boat launch is now closed mm -hmm. but the one at south cove they're letting you launch your boat off to the side okay but cars keep getting stuck in in the in the sand and the mud and so right. they're saying they recommend you having a four-wheel drive if that's where you're going to launch uh, mojave they're all, they're all still open mojave's okay. launches are still open but yeah me meads a, a little low as as we all learned from the the body they discovered right oh yeah <laughs> and you i just saw a reddit report that the bathtub ring is going to get bigger it's not going to get smaller yeah i don't i don't know if that so i don't know what the solution is to that but yeah but that's not enough. Good yep. information for people to have if they right. are headed out there to boat. Because, I mean, that's the thing. Even, it, it, which is funny, even with all of those launches closed, I guarantee you Mead will be packed this weekend. Yeah. It's still a really fun lake yeah, to go. Yeah, it's not, like, too hot yet. Yeah. It's good boating weather. No, it's perfect to be out on Mead, Mojave. It's just that you're going to have to wait and align. Plan ahead. Yeah, maybe get there early. Yeah. Yeah, practice backing up your boat so when you get there... You look like a pro. That's right. Yeah. I was out at Tahoe two weekend, the weekend before last, and it was perfect. I mean, I might ruin it for everyone now because no one was there, but it was warm enough, but a little chilly to keep people from going out there, but it was still pretty quiet. So a I'd say early summer. A get yeah. There. Ashley wants to lake all to herself. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. it was Who nice. I probably shouldn't be announcing this. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty big. I think there's room for all the of water's them. still yeah. cold. Yeah, that's what it was. was so nice. that's why yeah. it's a good time. If you're boating and, I don't know, paddle sporting. Is that how you say it? Paddle sure, sporting? let's go with paddle sure. sporting. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good time right now. It is, and it's only going to get better. This is exactly, uh, from here on out, it's going to be, uh, um, I was, I was going to say smooth sailing because you oh use a boating man. reference. <laughs> it's going to be really perfect weather for, for boating. I yep. mean, and you know, all summer long, Tahoe is just a really great place yep. to be out boating there. Boating season, for sure. Yep. So we're running out of time, but moral of the story, get out there, have fun, just do your homework. Just do your homework. <laughs> check, check the weather, file a report. Wear a life jacket. Don't drink if you're operating the boat. That's just a terrible idea. Like, there's just a handful of little things that you could do, 
and then you spend all day out there with your family having the best day ever. Yeah. Good message. Anything else, Aaron? No. I'm excited <laughs> for everybody to get out there. <laughs> me too. If you have a boat, invite me. Yeah. But you can't. You <laughs> all can't. of us. Everybody yeah. heard it, though. Aaron is now just like me. He's going to tell you to wear a life jacket, so I doubt he's getting any invites now. He's he's yelling at kids on <laughs> stand-up paddleboards. He's like the dad out there. <laughs> he, w- he was. Exactly. Can you? I can hear his voice. Hey, you kids, get in here. <laughs> Come on in. You got to be wearing a life jacket. <laughs> Although technically, those guys were they under twelve? No. Oh, okay. So they still needed to have one on the board. Otherwise, they're gonna probably get mm-hmm. a talking to. From I one gave of the game him the Hulk dad voice. Nice. I bet they were like, uh oh, we're yeah. in trouble. When he started <laughs> waving them in, that's yeah. the worst one. An adult is like, "Come on in." Yeah. <laughs> I'm that guy now. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, get out there, have fun. Thank you, Aaron, for joining us again. Thanks for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.